might have trouble getting into the building. I uh, yes, uh, well, not, not based on. I mean, the the, the 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 elevator thing is neither neither here nor there, but the um, the name thing has been an issue. The name thing has been an issue for many years, and I still forget about it. And so I gave one name to the uh, security downstairs. Then I wasn't sure if you knew who yeah. was coming or who I was. So I was there in the uh, in the locked elevator bank on the sixth floor, uh, wondering wondering what to do next. <laughs> when when do you when do you decide that you're going to take a pen name? At what point in the career does it does? That oh happen? well, it was so early. Yeah. I was a kid, really. I was in college. It's like a fun, a fun. I was thing in college, and I did, yeah, just thought it would be. Yeah. I I think about why I did it, and one reason was definitely that I didn't want people to know who I was, and I didn't know who they yeah. were. I had sort of, sort of felt nervous about that, so I just wanted to sort of hide behind a pen name. But there was definitely kind of a, a secret identity, Peter Parker kind yeah. of romantic feeling of like I'm going to be. Uh, a secret cartoonist. Uh, it was. I mean, well. and you were you were studying. You were studying to be a lawyer at the time, right? And was that no? Part this of, was even before that. Was before I, that. This was when I was. Tr- I made up the pen name when I was in college okay. and was a totally unsuccessful uh, cartoonist in college. Yeah. I mean, un- unpublished in college is, is as, as unsuccessful. I was a published as cartoonist in college, you know. And well, you clearly, had me beat. Yeah, clearly, I didn't. Uh, I didn't pursue that path. Um, was that I mean early, so prior to the the law thing was that was that the plan or was that just a fun thing to do in college? I, I tried to do it in college and I really was bad. Um, yeah. I look back at the stuff and I just cringe. Yeah, I think more so than like my other early stuff that I sort of found my voice later. And it wasn't until uh, I was in law school that there was an ad for a cartoonist in the paper. If that ad hadn't wasn't there, I don't think I'd ever have become a cartoonist. That's because I thing, had to be asked. That's the thing about life, too, right? I mean, you have to like completely shift your direction in order to get pulled back to where right. you were trying to that's get. Right. So I'm good. This other, I don't think I ever thought of it as a career, or at least I wouldn't admit to myself I yeah. thought of that as even a possibility. But yeah, I mean, I sort of left it behind. Said, okay, I'm not good at that. Forget that. And then they had this ad in law school for the law school paper. I sat down and I drew. Tom the Dancing Bug, exactly as it is huh. now. I mean, I just, it was like falling off a log. It was, uh, I just suddenly was there. My voice was fully realized. I don't know what happened, but there was a, a switch was flicked and suddenly I could do it. And it was, it, it was truly one of the most amazing uh, experiences of my life because it was like, you know, trying to be a baseball player and then going out to the field yeah. for ground balls and suddenly, you know, so I could, I can do this. I can, uh, I can you know, I can go all the way in the hole, reach first base. So, uh, you know, when I was in college, I tried to be like Trudeau. I tried tried to do a Doonesbury type thing, and this was, was not my voice. I had to find my authentic voice. Specifically political? No, it was uh, character stuff. Yeah. But it was like, it was, you know, the four-panel daily thing, and it was, you know, a pause panel, and then a rye punchline, or someone screams sure. at the end, and, and it was very formulaic, and and I, I loved that style of cartooning. I just, at least at that time in my life, I just could not do it. I, it was it was really bad. Um, and then, so when it was when I did it in law school, I suddenly was using my own voice, the vo- mm. the, the humor that I was used used to my friends that was you know more offbeat, sillier. Um, and suddenly, I just decided not to try to be, you know, Gary Trudeau and try to be myself. And and there it was it was just all laid out. So when 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 you say you sat down and it was fully formed, I mean you know obviously the name is there, but what is how do you how do you define the comic? Because I mean obviously it's a very broad. Yeah, well that's well that's yeah that's right. What is a Tom Nancy yeah. comic anyway? So it's it's almost anything. But 
I guess when I, if I, I've always thought if I could have articulated what I thought of at the time, what, what my plan was for the law school comic mm-hmm. and even what I wanted to do forever, it was I wanted to have sort of switching from heroes from Trudeau to Mad Magazine. Okay. So that I would have my own Mad Magazine. Um, I'd be all the guys. I'd be yeah. Al Jaffe and Don Martin uh, and Mort Drucker. Um, and every week I would do something different in a different style, whatever I could think of. But it, or you know, and it, so it'd be more like sketch comedy, more like uh, more you know, yeah. sort of uh, taking a premise and playing with it. Um, but I wanted to do like every kind of style. And I, at the time, I you know, just learning about Bill Griffith was a huge influence mm-hmm. because that was really when I realized, wow, cartooning really can be something. The humor in cartooning can be something really different than what. I grew up with. Uh, yeah, I mean, the humor was different, but obviously he's somebody who's stuck pretty closely to his style for a long yeah, time. Yeah, but he he f- goes from that all the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's just free-flowing ideas. Yeah. He um, channels, I mean, he uses the template of Zippy to channel. Right, right, or, to do yeah. all kinds of stuff. And he leaves it whenever he wants to. He do, he'll do whatever he wants. But it was almost the style of humor that, you mm. know, the non-sequiturs, but also just, just so dense with ideas and, and satire and, and silliness. Um that is very different from Peanuts and Trudeau and Bloom County, yeah. which is what I thought cartooning was, and it was really liberating for me. It was, and and in a very sudden way. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out if um, doing. Sorry, I need to turn this light off. It's bucking the crap out of me. Uh, if if make if if making that decision to 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 go that broad and to be that versatile, it's. It's one of two things. It's either really gutsy or really noncommittal. Oh, it's it can be both. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but it, it was noncommittal. Was there? I mean, that, well, you, that were, was you, it. you didn't I, want to. I mean, you know, this is something that you know. I, I think I've, I've talked to like Dan Peraro about this a bit about um, having to do that every goddamn week. That's that same, same sort yeah. of thing. I mean, obviously, like he's he also has a lot of range too, but like really committing to that. I mean, were you were you able to? I mean, maybe not, because you know you didn't know that it was going to be a career. But were you looking for, for far enough down the road that you just didn't want that to be necessarily a thing that you were doing over and over again? Yeah, I think I think it, it was it was very conscious, and I think the main thing was I didn't want you know when I first started the comic, I didn't want didn't even want it to have a name, mm-hmm. but that would be too uncool. I wanted it to be totally <laughs> freeform. Like and a they, speakeasy, right? What, what's that? Like, like a speakeasy of right, no, <laughs> right, no, no, uh, no, no name out front. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. So, um, uh, they the editor of the paper said, uh, "We'll run this, but you've got to give it a name." And that's how I yeah. Tom Dancing Bug was the dumbest name I could think of. So I named it. I named it that. But I just wanted. I thought it would be really cool and experimental uh, to do different things every time. Yeah. To be different people. It's all sort of hiding behind you know i was hiding yeah. uh, my myself and my behind my this name and behind this this format where you you, you can't even pin down what art style i use because yeah. it's i can do anything anytime so um i just wanted to be totally anonymous and just let the work stand way out in front of me but it wasn't wasn't part of that decision the fact that you couldn't draw when you started uh I thought I could, because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I've like I've I, you know I was I was I was going back you know before, uh, this morning I was reading uh, an interview that Spurgeon did with with you uh, a few years back and it sounds like you you believe now that you can't really draw yeah well at, at the time 
I mean, I knew the greats, but uh, yeah. I, I was the best artist in in the room mm. um, at the time because like, I was with like a bunch of other students. Right. I was. So I, I said, <laughs> I can I can draw. Yeah. Now that my friends are, you know, Dan Peraro, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, now I know. I can't really draw. Yeah. I mean, I the, what I what um, I I just fake it. Um, but I'm not trained in art. I'm not particularly talented. I, I I sweat it out. It's all it's all you know a lot of erasures and to try to get just you know to get to where I am, and I can fake it. And and there's another thing that that's to my benefit is that if you're not a good artist and a lot of cartoonists uh, rely on this, yeah. Uh, Eventually, if people like your work yeah. and, and like your humor, then you get a certain goodwill from just the way you draw. Like Gary Larson, just looking at the way he draws an expression, he's not a great artist. He, he yeah. couldn't deviate from that. I'm sure he couldn't, you know, draw something drawn in another style. But you just look at at the face and you say, oh, that's hilarious. I mean, but, look at the expression there. But, but again, I don't know if, you know, I don't know, again, if this was liberating or if in a sense you would paint yourself in a corner. Because what, what, what Gary Larson has going for him, what a lot of, you know, what a lot of like indie cartoonists who have become successful have going for them is um, at the very least they've developed a style. You know, it could be a very simple style. Um but in a sense, I mean, they have something to kind of lean against because they have that that style. Yeah. You never, I mean, you know, you you can kind of you can tell one of your drawings, um, but you you can't lean against a style. I, I think well, it's true. Uh, although I think you can tell, and I think that the yeah. way that I the way I try and fail to to emulate other uh, cartoonists yeah. is, is is sort of the style that's recognizable. Yeah. Oh, he fails in that very specific way where the, <laughs> the hands don't look too good, and, and he's yeah. a very stiff posture, and yeah. and so that sort of became my default style. But I also do. You know, one of the things sort of in this, the, the Mad Magazine kind of idea is that I, I have different formats. Uh, so I, if I do a Chagrin Falls comic, it has a certain style yeah. that I, that I you know, devised for that. If I do a, um, a Super Fun Pack comic, the, each one has its own little style that I, I made up for that. So, so there are styles. It's just um, I'm just hide behind layers and layers of them. Is it... Um I mean, it sounds like a lot of it is a lot of what you're doing is kind of staving off boredom in a way, right? I mean, it's it's keeping yourself interested, and and it's th- that um, you know this this was this was something I, I talked to, to to Bill Griffith about when he was on the show. Is you know he was uh, promoting what I guess is really his first graphic novel, which is crazy. Um, and you know, obviously, he's done a ton of drawing over the years, but the difference between doing a strip and actually sitting down and drawing a graphic novel i mean those are two entirely different things and and you not you know not only are you are you doing the strip but you're doing a strip with like 10 different styles it's it's must it, it's a lot harder to get bored doing what you're doing because you can just do something completely different every week yeah i think i think there it's a double-edged sword i yeah. think I, it gives me a lot of freedom so that because i don't have to you know think of what will garfield do today i gotta have something else <laughs> and what you know i don't have to deal with that but at the same time, I can't lean on, you know. Well, Garfield loves lasagna, so yeah, I'm going to yeah. do a thing about that. I, so I can't. I have to. Um, but you know, the fact that I use different formats was sort of a, a, a compromise with that because yeah. I can say, uh, what do I want to do? Do I want to do a Godman? Do I want to do Charlie? Do I want to do Lewis? Do I want to do you know? Uh, could do a super fun pack. And so I do have that. The, the choices aren't. Um, I can make them infinite if I want. Or I can sort of hone them down and say uh, I haven't used Charlie in a while. I use I'll, I'll think of something for him. So so it it comes out on Wednesdays. Is that right? 
Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's interesting because uh, I now, yes, it's sort of a staggered release. Yeah. That's the way I've sort of made my uh, my peace with the web, yeah. is that um, Monday gets available to print clients, Tuesday it goes out to my subscription service, mm-hmm. um, a day before it's uh, published on the web, uh, the Inner Hive. Wednesday it comes out on Boing Boing, Boing, Boing which yeah. is sort of the premiere, and then Thursday, Daily Coast, and then Friday... Go Comics, um, and then it used to until it stopped. Uh, the nib was Monday, yeah. So, uh, so I used to. So I used. That's to, so like, funny though. On. It's like you have like a, a daily comic in a way, but it's just the <laughs> same, the same comic coming I out know. every every single day. Well, but, yeah. But where, but you know, I, I and I assume that you're a couple weeks ahead, right? Are you good about N- doing that? Never, 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 ever. I am. It's. I got to draw it on Monday, and Sunday night. I'm, uh, you know, I, I know that if I don't have an idea written on Sunday night, I, I can't draw it on, I won't have time to draw it on Monday. I can't write and draw on the same yeah. day. So it, Sunday night is when I sort of panic. Hopefully Friday I've got something, you know, this last week I had an idea. I got an idea like Friday night and then sort of mulled over it over the weekend. But but, um, but the actual the actual work, it's all work obviously, but the actual work that goes into it is about a the day's... drawing, I, I make it stay to a day. Yeah. Uh, if I have three days to draw it, I'll take three days to draw it. So I sort of Monday morning, I, I wake up like like in a sweat, like bolt out of bed and say, oh my God. Yeah. And then I run to the drawing table and then it, then the, you know, the clock is ticking and, and it makes me go, go quickly uh, because by five, sometimes 5.30, that's the deadline and it's got to be into the uh, syndicate. Have you have you ever been a few weeks ahead? Have you ever been at a point? Uh, you know, yeah, you know, I I feel so it's impossible to get ahead. Yeah, because I get two weeks ahead. Um, even if I tried, I get first of all, it's, I just find it really hard to write ahead because if I don't have that deadline pressure for writing, then no idea ever seems good. I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, or or I can just say mm, nothing's coming to me today, so um, I guess I can't I can't write today. It's only when I have the deadline pressure that yeah. I say. Uh, I got to think of something. How about that really bad idea? Maybe I can make that work, or or and that something magical or out of desperation happens. So there's partly that. When I if I do get ahead, then that's the week that I can't think of anything, and then I use that use up. I burn it up immediately. So I find that you know why waste time and psychic energy trying just embrace this insane schedule and uh, and do it last minute every time. It does seem like you you have. I don't know if belief is the right word, but, you know, I mean, you you were talking about how the the strip kind of came fully formed in a sense, right? Like, you know, divine inspiration almost. And, and the way that the way I've heard you describe it before is, um, you know, you, you need to have the idea before you actually sit down and, and, and draw it. And it sounds like you kind of believe it a little bit you know in the muse or a little bit in kind of yeah. channeling the, these ideas and it's, waiting for it to to hit you versus well, running toward it that's a really interesting point because it's it, it's a, there's a lot of insecurity i mean yeah. every especially when i first started like after like maybe like even after like five years i truly honestly believed after every time i did a comic that was the last one and that, that was my secret no one you know I'm, i've been faking it up till now but that was my last one, and there's no way I'm thinking of another one for next week. And it, it took me, you know, years of always thinking of one for next week. Sometimes good, sometimes not good, but at least, you know, getting one out to finally say, okay, I can, I can, I guess I have to re- realize that uh, I do have yeah. more than more than in me, and and I I just, but I there's still this insecurity. Like there's there's times when 
you know, it's Sunday night and I'm like, I got nothing. Nothing is funny. Nothing is interesting. And, and then, but it's not, but it's not, you know, there's no, there's no, you sitting at a drawing board, staring at a blank piece of paper or, or sketching stuff out. And well, that depends on the, the style of writing. Uh, and I think there are some cartoonists who write by, by drawing. And so they're, they're at the drawing board writing while they're drawing and figuring it out. Uh, but I write, uh, we talked about my artistic limitations. I, I'm a cartoonist who who is a writer yeah. who draws the best he can, as opposed to some art, artists who write the best yeah. they can. And there's so so if you look at my my notebook, it's all um, words and and phrases, and and then they that sort of forms into you know an idea that becomes you know the full panels, but everything's written. With just the like, just circles for you know characters and like where they'd be positioned sort of the, uh, at the very style. end. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I wish I had. Comics, I wish yeah. I could hire a great artists to, <laughs> to, to draw to draw these. But yeah, so I mean, the my my notebook is just filled with just it's just I'm a writer. Yeah, uh, that's what you would get from that. And I'm sure there are are there are cartoonists who you know. Uh, create a cartoon by drawing first. You know, I know a cartoonist who draws three panels. Um, you know, for a daily comic strip, has got you know the expressions, and then and yeah. then writes it, and then uh, after everything's after everything's done, including the reaction shot, he figures out what what they were saying. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like writing the lyrics in the studio or something, right? Right, right. Um, That's exactly it. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a writer, and I've I've always wanted to be a writer, and it just you know it never. I mean, I I I, I you know I I did like a dumb comic strip in college just because we were trying to fill up space in the newspaper, but it never. I, I, and obviously, I'm somebody who who likes comics a lot and reads them a lot and, and talks to people about them a lot. But it never it never occurred to me to make that jump because I know what my limitations are. To, to me, to doing art, to to, to drawing comics to drawing, specifically. Yeah, to drawing them. And I'm wondering, like, how you bridge that divide. Well, again, when I started, yeah. I thought I was an artist. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm still. I don't think it's so horrible that someone would look at this no, and sure. say, "And say, why is this person drawing this? This is clearly uh, this person never should have made the jump from writing but, to but drawing." I, I guess what I'm asking is, is you know, because most of the cartoonists that I talk to, the people who draw comics, are are the kind of people who, um, you know, we talked, we, we we had uh, Gabrielle Bell on the show. We talked about this because, like, she is so. She's such an absent-minded sketcher. Yeah. Like she will just sit there, and you'll be talking to her and having a conversation with her, and she'll just be drawing. Like <laughs> there are there are people who can't who can't help themselves. Right. Right. And it's you know, and, and again, it's it's an interesting inversion of that where everything that you have is text. I mean, do you do do you have to force yourself, or do you even do this at all? Do you do you make yourself sketch and and draw and make yourself a better artist in between comics? No. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Have you tried? I don't have do, you tried that? I used to, well, I'd taken art classes when yeah. I first started. I took art classes, and I used to be a much, I, when I was in st- a student, I would all, I would draw in my uh, notebooks all the time, in yeah. addition to taking notes, and, and I would be able to listen and think while I was drawing, and, and you know, just like free form, subconscious stuff, just whatever, whatever came. But, you know, as years have passed, as I, because I've become a professional cartoonist, uh, I think my my secret is that um, I don't I don't love drawing. I mean, I I would try to get away from it. I yeah. I don't um, I don't do it in between. Um, uh, I I do enjoy when I do something that's ambitious. 
um, and it comes out well, then I then I like I look at it and, and with with satisfaction. Um, but I don't enjoy the process of drawing, which is a reason why people have said to me and people have publishers have said, you want to do a uh, a graphic novel. And I just say, no, I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to draw that much. I mean, there's yeah. people are just chained to their, to their desks. I can't imagine drawing that many pages and to match it all up. I mean, that, that's, that always seems like the most difficult part to, for me is, you know, doing a page of six panels over and over again. And it has to be a linear story. Oh, yeah, it's well, like, it's, it's not like a graphic novel where everything, every page is a different story. Right. Or like a comic strip where yeah. I can, I can. Uh, make the panels different because that'll be fun to do. And I can say, no, there's too many people talking. I'm going to have this scene go somewhere else. I guess you could do that in a graphic novel, but I mean, I just don't want to, yeah, draw all those, all those scenes. It's just uh, overwhelming to me, which is why I, you know, when I, I have written uh, these two new uh, children's books, they're just, um, they're text Mm -hmm. um, and they're illustrated because the, the publisher wanted me to do the illustrations and they're for kids. Uh, but I would happily not do them. Uh, and, uh, and it's, you know, I'm just describing stuff. It's just a straight, uh, you know, straight little, I don't know, you can't really call them novels, but, you know, chapter books where it's just writing. And it, that was great fun. It's, that's the, that's the stuff that really, that I have a lot of fun with is, is the writing. And do do you up. enjoy the process of drawing at all? Does it bring you pleasure to draw anymore? Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Not really. Uh, no. you know, I just did one, a comic about, um, Winnie the Pooh. Uh-huh. Uh, and that was fun to draw. Cause yeah. I took the, I found the old, the old Winnie the Poohs and I, I mimicked the style. Yeah. I I remember one on uh, with Richard Scarry. I did the Richard Scarry illustrations. Yeah. That was a blast. I had so much fun doing that, and I was actually pulling it off, and I and had a great time uh, drawing it. So there are times when I when I draw. You seem it to enjoy like Kirby, you know, like doing yeah, some yeah. I'll do like stuff. a superhero stuff, and yeah. I'll try to do Kirby, and uh, and um, I just I just did one that's going to come out tomorrow that has like a Robert Crumb. It's a totally a Robert Crumb cityscape. Yeah. Um, it's still in my style, but someone who knows Robert Crumb would know. I did, even did the shading, yeah. and it looks the like hatching, a Robert yeah. Crumb. It's one big picture. Um, and that was that was fun to do. I, I don't I don't despise it, uh, but I don't want to do a graphic novel. I don't, I don't want to do a graphic novel. And I, I really do like the process of writing yeah. much more. I like I like writing being funny. Uh, thinking up funny ideas and and uh, and creating that. Have you thought about whether you know really kind of buckling down and 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 studying could potentially be detrimental to your work? You know, especially like when you're you know before you become really good and that in that in between when you're just like learning different like bits and bobs. It's it's again like I know I keep using music metaphors, but you know I'm, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but you know. Think about like a band that gets, you know, like a like a punk band that you know get, that's famous for like doing three chords, and then they decide they're going to learn how to play guitar. And that middle period isn't really great. I mean, is, <laughs> is, it, is it is it possible that really trying to hone your craft could potentially be detrimental for the work? I think it can be. Depends. I think it depends. When I um, when I first started, I said I I took art lessons. Yeah. Um, this is not cartooning. This is standard drawing uh, class. Perspective. And, um, yeah, yeah, right. And and figure drawing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, everyone's doing their stuff. And the teacher comes behind me and says, no, too cartoony. <laughs> uh, and I wasn't trying to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, I think I may have learned the best way for me, which yeah. was copying um, 
especially when I was first starting and uh, I used to draw a lot more. I did learn a lot more copying Kirby, um, copying all the cartoonist styles um, and just having fun with it um, and learning that way, not in a formal setting because yeah, it could be, that could sort of stifle um, the sort of, freedom that you need as a cartoonist so i'm i'm really curious again about this this period where uh you know you you had been doing the cartoon for a little while the you you moved away from it decided you were going to be a lawyer and then kind of went back to doing it again i mean that's it it sounds like that that second time around even though you again even though it sort of come out fully formed that you were obviously you were i mean you were in law school right i mean you're pretty committed to being a lawyer at that point yeah absolutely um but I didn't know I could. I didn't know I could do this. I didn't know yeah. I went there. I didn't know that I could be a cartoonist. So, um, so yeah. I, I as a young lawyer, I would uh, send in um, strips to uh, syndicates, mm. and uh, I, you know, I'd work on them at night and send them in. Um, and after, uh, and you know, I try to be. A, I wanted to be a newspaper cartoonist, uh, a daily newspaper cartoonist. Trying to go back to that, mm. even though I had found my way. Yeah. Out of that. I figured that was that. That's a career. Whereas, sure. the, the stuff I did in law school, this weird weekly thing on a on a, on a the dimensions of a copy paper with were, bizarre. Were humor. you not super familiar with like the Voice or any of the alt weeklies? Not at, that at point? all. I had yeah. never heard of of anybody yeah. uh, who who did this. I'd heard. Of the, I guess I'd heard of the Voice. I'd never heard of Pfeiffer. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I know now uh, what he pioneered there. Um, I had never heard of Matt Groening, who was doing almost exactly mm-hmm. a very similar thing, yeah. and certainly commercially, it was an exact niche that I ended up getting into. But an example of somebody who couldn't necessarily traditionally draw, <laughs> right? No, well, there's, it's filled with them. I mean, look yeah. at them, especially this particular genre, this yeah. uh, alternative weekly, where you know, uh, being a great artist was not necessarily a huge mm-hmm. asset. Um, so it's really and it's really weird how you know all these cartoonists all started up at the exact same time. Um, the, the punk analogy maybe is really appropriate in a way, right? I mean, it's that it's that that, that kind of almost like outsider art vibe was right. was a net positive in the end. Well, I don't think that I think that alternative newspapers like The Voice and Every City yeah. had one, two, or three of these. Um, didn't want anything too polished. I think. Yeah. I think that's yeah. that's part of it. Something, you know, Chris Ware had a um, had a, a weekly strip yeah. in the Chicago paper. Um, I don't know how hard he tried to syndicate that to others, um, if at all. Uh, and it was serialized, so that, that that would have been a hard sell anyway. But I mean, you know, he had this obviously a beautiful art style. And I don't know if that really would have uh, well, flown. I don't know, but like I look back at Chris Ware's early stuff, and he to me is is the ultimate example of somebody who, like, when he started out really in earnest, like, wasn't necessarily a great artist. And I, I can't think of somebody. It seems it's got it. You know, you look at so many cartoonists, and at least the first things that you see that, that were published by them are almost come out like fully formed, right? Like you look at like the early Love and Rockets, and you're like, yeah, those guys can obviously obviously really good drawing. <laughs> uh, Chris Ware is just is the perfect example and it's really fun to see this it's fun to watch like up and coming artists go through this where you know they are just so stubborn about it and they're they're going to tease themselves to draw and he's somebody who clearly like well spent must have just spent so many hours absolutely yeah no, I'm, laboring I'm over like everything. me uh, yeah. just uh, well whatever it is good enough yeah uh, no he he definitely did but even when he started yeah. he had a extremely polished yeah. uh look 
a uh, he his design sense was yeah. gorgeous. I mean, his he had a different look than all the all of us other all of the schmoes who were, you know, scratching on with with, with rapidographs. Um, uh, he had a, a beautiful look even when he was uh, first starting. Uh, so, um, you know, all of us sort of came out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess this this. Um, the market was was growing. The alternative papers, the alternative weekly papers, yeah. were growing. They needed weekly stuff. They needed stuff that was going to be a little controversial and not. They needed fill up pages. At yeah, that point. yeah. Right. Right. And um, and I think that we uh, all did the same thing at the same time. You know, I started mine without any idea of it, whether there'd be a market for it. This was just like an ad in a in a school newspaper, and you know that's theirs. And then there's my comic. So I think a lot of it was that we were sort of um, we were influenced by sketch comedy as opposed to sort of gag comedy, um, and so the, all of us I think yeah. wanted to all the you know Tom Tomorrow and Ted Rawl and Durf and and Ward Sutton and Lloyd Dangle we all I, we all came from a generation that grew up watching Sunrise Live as opposed to Bob Hope yeah uh, and so we all individually in our own cities and and. You know, really before the web, so we didn't even know what each other was doing. Uh, we all came up with sort of a similar. We, we all came up with simultaneously a new genre of newspaper cartooning. Yeah, I guess in, in as much as it is a, a genre, because it's you know, it's. I mean, they're all very different in their mm. in their own way. Um, um, yeah, but I guess part of it's to fill them. Yeah, yeah. but you, you could you could I can make a list of the similarities sure. uh, that that we have. Um, but and and I guess you know the big uniting factor and and what lets you get away with again maybe not being the greatest you know the greatest artist in the world is that it's funny. I mean, you can get away with a lot, right? Oh if, yeah, if the joke is good. That's, you can get away with that's everything. Been, that's been the premise of my uh, yeah. whole career. I'm hoping that that my writing will be good enough to yeah. overcome the art shortcomings because the art never comes out the way I, or almost never comes out the way I, I imagine. It's so great and it's yeah. going to be. And then it sort of falls short of that. But the writing, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm proud that I thought of. Wow, I thought of that idea. That's that's at least at least I contribute that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we were all we we're trying to be. Yeah, sketch comedy. We're trying to be trying to be funny and funny in a certain way. That's that's sort of uh, a little subversive, a little transgressive. Maybe less so for me, but maybe more so for others. But um, uh, we all wanted to be sort of the Monty Python SNL of of cartooning. If even if we didn't say it out loud or even think it, that's that was the yeah. that was you know the the influence that we, of the of the whole culture. But, but you know, maybe you know to to again to stretch this analogy. I mean, maybe Ward is like the, uh, or and people like Ward are are more of like a like a like a John Cleese or a Bill Murray. In that, like, you know, it, it's 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 maybe easier for them early on to, to to sort of pull a living together because you know he can draw to the point where he could also sort of be an illustrator, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, he it, was, it, yeah, and I it allows early him, on, yeah, and he he was doing illustrations. Uh, you know that. The the comic was definitely uh, a side for him. Yeah. He was doing making you know making money doing illustrations for sure. I I I do not. If someone <laughs> if someone approaches me for illustrations, I usually say you don't really want to. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a good idea. Yeah. But so so when when does it? I mean when is it when is it clear? Uh, you know, I, I mean again it it sounds like it took you a long time for you to recognize that you were actually a cartoonist. But at one point where you're like oh I this is I. I can do this for a living. Well, 
It's you know it's still it's still it's still going on. Yeah. It's uh yeah. you know I, I it's a weekly comic strip. So at various times I've had other jobs and uh you know being married to a lawyer helps. Being married to a lawyer helps <laughs> and being a lawyer helps. So <laughs> I've, lawyer I've done stuff. I've done part time stuff. Okay. Right now. I'm so doing, you are a lawyer. I'm working not as a lawyer, okay. but I'm working in the financial world as a as a uh, as a, um, as a part time on a part time basis. Mm-hmm. So I always have supplemented it. Yeah. You know, it depends on what you want, and where you live. I live in New York with a with a family. I've got three kids, so yeah. um, I'm delighted with where I am in in uh, weekly comic strip cartooning. But it's there's a there's a ceiling to that, um, and so I've tried different ways to you know make up for that. Uh, for a while, I was trying like like hell to get uh, to work in TV. Um, and I spent a couple years uh, just like banging my head up against the wall trying to do that. I thought that that could be a good trying to get like a series going, or um, mostly trying to get a series going. Yeah. Partly and partly just trying to get anything. Just trying to get you know why not why not have my job be in in TV? Yeah. Um, so I'd go out to LA and and um, the most the best I got was a. Um, a movie idea that was sold to New Line and is go- and is now in officially uh, half buried uh, okay. in development hell. Yeah. Uh, but no, I had various times I had a development deal at Cartoon Network and and then at Fox I I worked uh, on a on a show that would have been just my you know created by me and I wrote a script for them. So yeah, you know, and I worked so hard to try to get that get those happening. So yeah, I've tried different things, but yeah, the the weekly comic strip was never going to be my only my only thing. I'm always I'm, I'm consistently amazed by people who you know I, I spent a little bit of, of of this past year freelancing, and I'm 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 amazed at it that people can figure out how to live oh, on that. How you know how 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 you can how you can cobble all those things together. How I mean, do you have to be good at? Um, looking at budgets at the end of the month and figuring out like how to f- patch in those holes. Oh, absolutely. But you know, I've never really just been a freelancer. Yeah. I've I've always had I've always had something else. I don't know how my friends who do it. I mean, they really, you know, they have good months and bad months and you've got to have a a cushion and um and it's a lot of, you know, scraping things together and and uh and worry about that. And I don't know. I figured uh, early on, I've been had I've had three kids, and they're all old now. I mean, so I've been doing this for a long time, and I've I could not, you know, live that lifestyle yeah. with with kids. And the other thing is, I never wanted to rely on Tom the Dancing Bug for my full livelihood mm-hmm. because I always felt like I could compromise on what I wrote about, or you know, and, and try to make it uh, more more commercial. Uh, I felt like. That this way, that's that's that thing, yeah. um, and it's about as uncommercial as you can get. I mean, it's weird. Even even for an alternative weekly comic strip, it's weird dimensions, and the editors have to figure out where to put it. And and you know, there, I put all and there's no there's no consistent style or yeah. or characters. So or, yeah. so you know, it's a hard sell no matter what. And so I, there's a lot of obstacles there. And I figured that's that's going to be just that thing, and I'll see how far that takes me. But I I can't rely on it, and I can't have my family rely on it. Well, also, you know, again, if every week, if you, if you do at least for for a, a period of time, feel like, you know, you're this is going to be your last one. I mean, that would be a ridiculous <laughs> thing to to that's true rely that, on financially, right? That's right. That's right. And I and so I was not. Yeah. I, I probably at that time, I probably still felt that way when I was you know was married, and yeah. so I had another job and and I was working and and so there was a lot of yeah I used to you know pull lots of all nighters uh, to do my comic uh, at night. I don't do that anymore, but I used to really draw till like 
this time going to work? I'm tr- I'm trying to just generally be like you know just like more mindful in life and more more appreciative of stuff. And are, are you able to look at it and, and 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 appreciate that you know maybe maybe again even if you're not like a great artist that you've you've genuinely like built something that you've got a following that it's that it's out there that that people love it and that you like you've like against all odds like made a pretty great thing well two things first of all absolutely i'm i'm so thrilled with where it is i mean i can't you know going back to when i thought i couldn't be a cartoonist uh and that was my you know my dream and now i am one and and awards and whatever you know all that stuff the second thing is this this uh, interview is focusing much more on my being a bad artist than i, than <laughs> than I would have thought <laughs> we're really we're really hammering that in oh no i just i, I find i find it fascinating um, i mean I, I i don't know i'm usually the one saying i'm a bad artist and people are saying no no, no you're not that I'm, bad no i'm t- no i'm 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 just like i'm i am i'm you know really interested in people's um insecurities i guess you know and and yeah. and not 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 just in i'm i don't i don't think i called you a bad artist i'm talking about <laughs> we'll have to roll back the tape yeah yeah uh, no, no, no 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 i'm but, not an, i'm not a uh, commissar we've we've been we've been over it but yeah i mean i th- i do think that um it's it's uh i'm i'm, I'm proud of where my art is certainly yeah. uh, compared to where i started um and uh, and I'm, I'm absolutely being mindful and grateful. Uh, that is uh, for me. That's every day. I can't believe you know, you know who my friends are. You know the cartoonist friends and and the and the fact that you know my stuff is read by so many people. It's it's um, uh, I'm absolutely uh, grateful and honored for that. For whatever my artistic or writing yeah. or or any marketing limitations, uh, uh, I'm 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 flabbergasted. I'm, I'm, delighted yeah i mean I, you know I, th- I think i think i think the reason why you know i i, I kept coming back to it and what, what interests me is and, and you know from from a personal standpoint is that you know i um you know i i tell myself that i'm bad at everything and that is that's an excuse just not to do it and it impresses me when when people you know really commit to something and 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 you know bad bad certainly isn't the word that i would use but the, you know the fact that like you hadn't like no no formal training that you just sort of committed to something and that you know that that you've been doing it for so long and that you know i and i have to ask the question of like mom and dad i'm gonna be a cartoonist yeah especially you know i'm in law school yeah and I'm, no, I'm, exactly. I'm a lawyer i'm a lawyer and uh yeah and uh, aren't you proud of me? And now um, I'm going to be a cartoonist. I, there have only been a few times when I've only been a cartoonist. Yeah. So the, the law degree has, has enabled me to, sure. to to do the cartooning but the way I car- want to do it. You're a cartoonist, and, and so and that, yeah. you know, that's why I'm talking. I'm not talking to you because you're. Yeah. No, mom. <laughs> they were. Oh, they were so so supportive. I yeah. mean, they were just fantastic. They, Did they in get fact, it? they said, yeah, they said. Um, you know, I remembered them and my older brother, which they said, you know, you should do this. If you don't try it now, then you'll always regret it. Try it. Um, what was your older brother's thing? My older brother is is a lawyer. He's now okay. a judge. Yeah, he's not, he's not. No, but t- so he didn't have a th- he didn't have a thing where they're like, you've got to commit. Like he didn't have a thing where he wasn't going to be a lawyer because he wanted to try. No, his no, he's okay. a, he's like a right down. Or, he's a, okay. a fantastic. Uh, yeah. lawyer, a partner at a law firm, yeah. and now a judge. And so he has absolutely followed, you know, an alternative path that, you know, I could have, maybe, like I, if, I, if I was like lucky, I could have gone down. parallel that. universe, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. And, you know, he's he's so happy. Yeah. He's uh, he's 
He's a very funny guy, um, and uh, and you know happy with his uh, with his life and career. So so, but yeah, I remember everyone in my family, uh, my younger brother too. Everyone said, you know, yeah, try it. go for, go for it. Yeah. Um, uh, which is amazing for my parents because they, I'm not sure how much they even got my comic strip. It's not really. It's especially when I first started, it was very weird and yeah. um, eccentric um, and youth funny. oriented. I always have tr- tried yeah. to be funny. That my whole idea was to be. F- I only wanted to be funny, and sometimes I have to remind myself of that now. When I when I say like you know I'm having I have a I think of an idea, and I and I think of an, an interesting idea, and then I realize you know maybe the, I wasn't happy with a comic when I'm done, and I'm saying, you know that idea was interesting, but it wasn't funny, uh, and so I. I have to sort of remind myself of my original mission because I'm, I'm, I'm happier with the comic when I, when it's funny and when it gets the reaction of of humor as opposed to, um, you know, now that I'm doing a lot more political stuff, you can get easily get a reaction of yeah, uh, yeah, you tell them, you yeah. know, that yeah, you you did it, that's that's brilliant because you really crystallized what I was thinking, but, um, you know, that's just like sort of cheerleading and uh, and so I want to always be aware that my job is to be funny, not. Um, not an advocate or yeah well it's it's like it's like watching like an episode of uh, of a sitcom and like it's like it's oh god like it's oh it's a preachy one this week you <laughs> right, know it's right. like i mean you i mean that's 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 what people are expecting and that's what that's what people want and it's like it's like trying to sneeze and the sneeze doesn't come out you know it's oh like my god. it's not as it's not it's not quite as satisfying yeah. if you want to laugh and, and this and this week's comic is is a, a not a preachy one, but it's it's not a it's not a, a funny one. You know, it's not a family uh, circus though. <laughs> no, oh, it's heartwarming. It'll, it'll warm okay. your heart. Uh, no, you know, a lot, one of the problems with and I'm doing more political stuff now, and, and I've always written about what I think about yeah. that week. And I just I think as I've grown older, I used to I, when I was younger, I was apolitical. I didn't care about politics at all. I didn't care about issues. I just I was uh, I, I was uh, I was totally apolitical. Now. You know this whole this stuff with the police killings and then the what happened in Dallas. That's what happened. I think that was Friday night. Uh, yeah. I think it was Friday, Friday Saturday. Yeah. Friday night it happened. Yeah. Um, and so that's when this this idea came to me, and it was you know based on that, and I wanted to say something about this, and it's not going to be funny, but yeah. th- that's what I'm thinking about now. So sometimes I just let myself just. I said, well, here's here's my statement for the week, and it's this. Robert Crumb cityscape thing that that tells a little bit of a of a story, but it's you know it's it is it is supposed to be poignant um, and not funny, um, and so you know every now I do fifty two a year and maybe a couple will be like this and and I think people will I do think people will like it, um, but you know that, I just have to rein myself back in be next week I've got I'm, next week I'll do a super fun pack comics uh, just to just to change right back to something that's funny and escapist and uh, and silly and, and meaningless but but speaking of a super fun pack I mean you know you did like one of the most like poignant ones you did was the, the 9-11 one and you mm-hmm. used that format um, I mean is there a sense that like once you've because you know I, I, I would certainly be especially something like not 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 only all the killings and then you know the like basically like the assassinations of the police officers um seems like something that would be tough to tackle and obviously like very very sensitive but is it one of those things where it's sort of like once once you've done 911 like <laughs> oh yeah well i feel as though i i could have just ignored this in my comic strip yeah you know i don't think i i hope i don't think i'm uh you know i'm not the kind of cartoonist that people say 
you know, I'm not, you know, if you if you work for a daily newspaper, yeah. and you do three a week, and it's you you can't ignore it. I mean, your editor will scream at you. You've got to you've got to do something about the, the what what's going on in that sure, week. Sure, but in like the news. Mutz probably didn't feel the need right, to tackle. Right. And I'm and I'm <laughs> I'm in between. So yeah. um, I hope that my readers don't expect me to do it. But that's what I that's what I was thinking of. I thought of an interesting thing to draw, and I wanted to draw it, and so that's that's what I did. So, um, but nine eleven. Um, I, I couldn't do after nine eleven. I mean, because I live in New York. Um, you know, I was downtown mm-hmm. when when, when uh, as the planes had just hit, um, and so I had to do something. I didn't know what I was going to do, and uh, you know, but I, I couldn't I couldn't ignore that. I couldn't and in my comic strip or you know, that, and that's all I was thinking about in my life. I couldn't. I had to had to do that. And there are some events, I guess, that that just have to be. It just would feel weird to do a super fun pack. A silly super fun yeah. pack comics, and but, I mean, are there are there are there of you know because I I can't obviously like nothing nothing on 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 the scale of nine eleven, but are there ones where it's just like I, I just I I can't contextualize that in a comic. Oh yeah, all the time, and then yeah. I just don't. Okay, and then I just ignore it. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's stuff I I could have ignored this one. Um, uh, not not to diminish its importance, but. Um, you know, again, that's, I'm not that I'm not a public resource for that. I'm, yeah, I'm do I do? People aren't like, hey, I I don't know what to think of this until I read <laughs> what your Ruben's take? <laughs> take on it was. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, I think only nine eleven did I feel as though I had to, and, that, and then that's all I talked about for about a year. Yeah, um, you know the response, and then Afghanistan, and and uh, I mean that's all I was thinking about, and it was. It was an incredible experience for me because some of them were so cathartic. It, I've yeah. never had, I've never experienced cathar, at least consciously, catharsis through uh, comics because I did comics where I was truly feeling bad and puzzled and and couldn't make sense of what was going on, and I thought of a comic, um, and I would draw it, and I would feel as though, oh, now I've sort of, it may, I feel better. I've sort of brought this horrible amorphous puzzling thing and I brought it into my world and I manipulated it into a comic strip and I made sense of it and I put a bow on it and and now and now I feel better about it and that that happened with I remember one particular uh it was a Billy Dare comic um where uh he Billy Dare is a, a boy adventurer and sort of a satirical take on a boy adventurer. Mm-hmm. He just and so like a Tintin type yeah. of uh, character, and he and uh, you know I just sort of thought of this thing where he goes, he there's always like a a, a bad guy who's after him that you never see, um, and so he goes to this faraway land to try to um, to try to to find this bad guy, and everyone in this faraway land hates Billy Dare and he can't figure out why. He can, at the end he says I'm. Why are you all against me? I'm the good guy in this comic strip, and they say you're not you're not the hero of this comic strip. And then there's a new title panel of the bad guy, yeah. and, it's, and you realize that he's in his comic strip. Huh. And so it was a way of saying, you know, this sort of relativism. I, I brought this this relativism of of how um, entire cultures can can hate America. Well, that, I mean, that was, and you know, that that looking back on it, that that was the, the really weird thing about living through that was how quickly a lot of that goodwill was squandered and how quickly like again like you know you're in new i was in california at the time but like you know it felt like 
all right. I mean, you know, we we all want we all want black and white, right? We all want like right, good and evil, right. and that makes life a lot easier. And like for about a day there, we we had that, right? <laughs> I mean, it was pretty clear that like these these people who flew the planes into the building were were bad guys, and then and then that. You know, like over over the course of a, a year, or probably even shorter that, uh, shorter than that, like it, it sort of it shifted. It became gray really quickly, and, well, and right, right, and and you're and you're sort of like channeling your angst from again, like this horrible thing that happened to, boom, now we're in two wars. Right, right. Well, that's that's what my comic was about for that in that year, and then, yeah. then uh, more or less, you know, going going forward. Um, was about how we squander that now and, and rallying against yeah. Bush and, and his and his policies. Um, but I remembered uh, one comic was the first one that was sort of just sort of a silly making fun of Al Qaeda, and I was like, "Wow, is this is it ready yet? Is this is mm. this too soon?" And I think I timed it right that I, it was just like about time to start doing that. And then when I did a comic that was nothing to do with nine eleven, just like a, a funny thing and. Um, and then things got normal for my comic strip again, but it it always was more political after that. It always the the percentages the percentages went up and it and it stayed up. But there has to be one day or I guess week where it's like, well, this is the first one that's not that. Right. That's, I remember. Yeah, that's what is it ready or and am I ready? Right to do this. But also at the same time, it's like you know I you know maybe people are kind of worn out from this. Yeah, I, I was, you know, judging the temperature of the country by what I'm seeing, hearing people talk about by, by you know, on TV and also how I, how I felt. I felt as though I can do a comic strip that's just a silly thing about, I think it was about Bob, uh, the a sort of a nerdy guy and just nothing to do with it. Um, and so, you know, and it wasn't about even about how it was going to be re- um, uh, received. Uh, but also how I felt about doing that was yep. uh, was a time yet so that so yeah that was a, a weird and tough time to be a cartoonist and at t- and I hated and very often being a, having to think of stuff about that especially right after um, but looking back on it I did I'm proud of the work I did and I did feel it did feel it helped me um, some of them I felt instantly like it was cathartic so yeah I mean that, but and that's an interesting question too ultimately is, is what is more cathartic is it is it the is it the artwork that tackles this thing directly or is it the escapism right right and you, Wait, I can't forget that the escapism also is is needed too yeah by the audience and by me so um, yeah so I return to that and um, and I still you know like I said I, I'm hoping to do a super fun pack comics next week because I'm you know, there's, there's a pretty a pretty heavy weekend and really sad. Yeah, I, although you know, at the same time, it's just it's like it. I mean, I was thinking about this before. I was thinking about the. Um, I heard some number I, on on the news this morning about like the number of um, funerals for mass shootings that Obama has had to it. Yeah, I, I started, and and. Um, I, 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 this is going to sound kind of like cheesy and cliche, but it, you know, it's it's that point of like of kind of entering into the new normal, where you know, you, you know, we're like, oh, that was just that was a heavy week, but like, I yeah. don't know, is there going to? This was the eleventh, I think, is what the number was. Yeah, and 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 is there going to be? Are there going to be not heavy weeks from now on? And and yeah. especially like, you know, or obviously like all these things are are cyclical sense and and and. And politics is cyclical, and outrage is cyclical. Um, 
you know, but but I was thinking about, you know, it not only is it an election year, but it's it's even by the standards of election years, it's it's kind of a crazy one. It's insane. It's cuckoo. It's it's unbelievable. Um, Trump is like nothing I've seen in my lifetime. It's and it's been fascinating. I've done so many comics about him. Yeah, um, I'm definitely when they say the media keeps focusing on him. I'm definitely in my part of the problem. Tiny, tiny, tiny little <laughs> world. I'm definitely part of the problem because you can't look away. And everything he is, uh, he's brilliant. He's he's a better satirist than I am, and so he's he's great to uh, he's great to to you know work with. Basically. Is, is he though? I mean, and 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 again, like forgive kind of the, the cheesy like every like satirist every every comic gets asked this question, but like is somebody who's that over the top really easy to work with? Uh, yeah, he's almost like a colleague as opposed yeah. to a target. When he writes his own material, <laughs> he's yeah. But it's but then he, it's it's rich stuff, and he always he always hits a nerve. He always yeah. knows exactly. He, his fingers just just Tiny find fingers. that nerve and go and goes right to it for the for yeah. the national um, you know uh, pressure point. Um, and so you know it's he's great and and. The stuff when I do stuff on him, it gets a hu- this huge response because people are just dying for um, for uh, material about him and to and to laugh at him and to be angry at him and 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 so I'm you know filling that void. It's it's um, you know it's it's horrible for the country and yeah. I'm, I'm I'm fearful uh, that he could ever possibly be elected. But it's it's a fascinating political phenomenon uh, that he's that here he is. You you do give people a pass or like an excuse to be able to because you know like you know he gets on stage and he does remember the thing where like he made fun of that reporter's handicap yeah um that's not something you can feel okay like obviously like the situation is really absurd the fact that this guy running for president is doing a very juvenile very like middle school right is kind of laughable but it's not something that you can necessarily laugh at directly well, and you can. I mean, that's. I mean, you think of of the fact that it's because he has all these patterns, mm-hmm. and so he's a he's a middle school bully, um, and so you have all these. When you can do want to do a thing about him being a middle school bully, you have your choice of like eight examples. But that's what I'm saying is you're you're um, you know you're kind of collating that you're you're distilling that you're yeah. giving people like a, a, a way in that's not like you know. I mean, and the the laughter the laughter that I have when I'm watching him on stage say something like that is different than the laughter that I have when I'm like reading a, a oh, good yeah. satirical well he's not about. really being so I'm like I'm yeah. kidding about him being no no I know I know but, but he goes so far yeah. um, you know I just did a thing about him I think it was la- two weeks ago where where he's uh, I think last week he was a, a con man he's, I made yeah. drew him as like a, a typical ninth sting type yeah, yeah, yeah. 1930s con man and I mean, you can run into the 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 grifter. a grifter, right? Right. And so you can run into the almost the the, the bad problem of just you have so many examples, and so you want to like draw yeah. them all and draw him doing this and that, and uh, and and it becomes like yeah, you're collating, not not even doing a comic. You're just like saying there's this, there's that, there's that, and there's just so much material. You know, the university, the um, the. Yeah. the Stakes Prom- promising the stakes, the promising to give yeah. to charity, and then then don't all. There's just there's just you know, and then you know all the personal stuff. It's uh, it just goes on and on, and so it's it's. I don't. I won't. Don't won't say it's easy to make fun of him because it's you got to think of some. It's always hard to think of something that's that's fresh and original. Yeah. That's always a challenge, but it's interesting. He is uh, he is a. Uh, fascinating and frightening uh, political phenomenon. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I like again, I watch like 
at the gym every morning. I watch an unhealthy amount of like MSNBC and CNN, and and I know that the the laughter. I will, I will, I will watch footage of them and I will laugh out loud, but it's not a fun laugh. No, no, I, I, I don't even, watch, I can't even watch that really. Yeah, I don't but, watch but it's like, it's like letting out a burp or something. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's like, it's not like, it's not a, it's not an enjoyable experience. No, but. and I think, I guess, you know, maybe I'm trying to make that. Yeah. You know, distill that into something that can be um, sort of uh, an angry guffaw uh, instead of a, uh, a, a a belching. But something uh, that you like, you something something that something that you enjoy, right? I mean, it's not like reading like you know a, again, it's not something that's riling you up necessarily. It's not like reading a um, you know like a, a long like a, a post on Politico or something. It's like I I, I want to make a point but also like it, it needs to be fun like oh it needs absolutely to be yeah a good, a right. good yeah <laughs> especially with him I, I start with it being trying to be funny yeah. i did one about him recently where he was um when he and this stuff is so so fantastic where he was he had been caught um uh, impersonating himself to be a, a PR uh, on the phone. Uh, right. So yes, yeah, it's imaginary. Like yeah. He has this imaginary friend, and I th- woke up that morning, and this was actually when I did Monday morning. Yeah. I thought of, oh my god, imaginary friend. What if it's Calvin and Hobbes, and yeah. he's and he's both. And so I wrote it and drew it as fast as I could and oh, got man. it out on time. And, you know, I had a blast with it. It's like, you know, he's, there's, there's this material. I know what the reaction is going to be. I get to draw like Watterson. Yeah. So that was, that, was, uh, that was a fun uh, challenge. And, uh, yeah, so it's been. He is that, uh, I don't know, it's going to be a second Family Circus reference. But remember, uh, what was it, Not Me or something? Mm. That, that right, that's right. who that he is. Invisible ghost. Yeah. 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 The, well, yeah, that's it. And this the stuff he does is just rich in possibilities yeah. of all. You know, you could think of like a few comic strips that you could draw for. For yeah. uh, I think um, uh, Lalo Alcaraz did one. Um, oh, this was on Brexit. Actually, never mind. He did an an Al Cap one. Anyway, doing doing these doing the comic that's strip uh, making yeah. fun stuff up yeah. is, uh, is 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 fun. But it, but it sounds like it sounds like your primary motivation in terms of um, when you do veer toward the political is catharsis. Is I mean, are you? I mean, no, it's you, not for me. I want to be funny and entertaining. Yeah, but, I, but 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 you're not like you're not trying to rally the troops. No, no, and I and you know I haven't done anti-Hillary ones because yeah. I just haven't. I, I clearly could. There's there's a lot of material, sure. but I think Trump has just. Yeah, you know, he just th- throws this huge shadow, and it's just, uh, it's just all. I'm just can't look away from Trump. But I've done stuff. You know, I want uh, Obama to be one of them to be reelected. But I did very negative things on Obama. Um, so I think it's, it's. I think it helps the humor if you have a a, a, a strong point of view. And so I, I do have a point of view, uh, both because I want to make a point, but also because I think if. I, I think Jay, you know, a Jay Leno style, um, you know, equal opportunity offender about yeah. about you know person personal foibles of car, of politicians is not funny. It's I find it boring. I find it, I find you know the the um, Colbert, um, John yeah. Stewart style of you know making a point and making it uh, really funny and sh- and sharpened um, is 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 funnier. So th- if the goal is to be funny, uh, then having a strong point of view. Uh, and being pointed and pointing out something new that, that people haven't thought mm-hmm. about, all that stuff helps the humor. Um, and so 
I don't know if it's a hundred percent true, but I do feel as though the ultimate goal is to try to be funny. I, you know, I, I, I do assume that the fact that like Jay Leno is just not as funny, maybe as a John Stewart <laughs> or or Steve Colbert plays a, a big part of that. I mean, obviously, well, yeah, like so the, Colbert is a as a genius. Yeah, and, 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 and you can be. I'm sure you could if you were. I'm probably we could probably if we put our heads together think of an example. Um, you know, maybe, maybe some of the uh, like the weekend update or stuff, but like I'm sure that you could do even handed stuff, but the person delivering it. I mean, that is what it comes down yeah, to. Is yeah, how funny that person. Right. Is. I don't mean to say that you have even handed. I I could do one yeah. against Trump. I could do one against Clinton. Each one would, but each one would have a strong point yeah. of view about a policy or something that that matters. Um, but and I don't mean to single out Leno because that's just sort of an older style. That's what Johnny sure. Carson did. He, they'd make fun of you know yeah, Leno yeah. makes fun of. Uh, you know, George Bush. Time, George Bush choking on a pretzel. Yeah, um, but yeah, but it's, it's he'll make fun of George Bush for a pretzel, and yeah. then he'll make fun of Bill Clinton on McDonald's. But he's not. There's sure. no policy. policy beneath it. It's not. And so, you know, early on, I think what a lot of uh, you know the, of this genre realized uh, the alternative uh, newspaper stuff is is that it's it's just better if you have if it's if if there's a feeling of it's subversive and it's uh and there's emotion behind it and there's anger it just makes for a better better um story and and humor so but but it's but it's easy but it's easy to get really self-serious and it's easy for like because you know when people talk about political comedy they're always talking about these like these more grandiose ideas and these and these you know purposes are serving uh, uh you know John Stewart has this thing and a lot of it is of course sort of like John Stewart being self-effacing John Stewart but this like this I'm a comedian I'm not I'm not a news guy and we want to think that political comedy has to serve a greater purpose than catharsis right that it that that it that that you know again when people talk about the daily show when people talk about um you know, and any any sort of like great work of political comedy that that it has to serve something beyond just being funny. But but that's not right. I mean, it can just be it can just be funny and just like getting people to take something that's very serious and that like is is you know uh, important to all of our futures and and giving them some release. I mean, that's that's a good enough goal in and of itself right i think that's i think that's all it is yeah. i think even you know as influential as the daily show was um i don't think that it changed any you know political discussion yeah. in, in in a real way except for well he did some specific issues and he used his platform about he, for for veterans and and 911 and, 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 and yeah. right but in general you know with the the overall policy stuff i think you know you if there's any benefit to it i i i I once on a panel once said that I don't think that um, I have any effect on on uh, you know or, or even political satire can have any effect yeah. on policies. And someone in the audience said, "Well, what you do is you um, you actually give uh, comfort and and uh, and hope uh, to those who already agree with you." And that that may be true. I mean, I don't think I'm convincing it. No one's going to be as, as much as I, I sometimes I'll I'll do a comic about a subject. And then someone, a politician, will talk about the opposite. Will say the opposite, and I'll say, "What? Didn't he read my comic? I, I thought I dealt with that. I, I thought we had disposed of that." And so I forget myself. But the truth is, it, it will have no effect. Um, it, it will have zero effect, even even something as influential as the Daily Show. So, um, but 
that doesn't mean that it can give sort of um, hope and inspiration to people who agree with you. And I think if there's one thing that I did, and again, Bush after 9-11, yeah. um, I was one of the few voices that was, you know, anti-Iraq war. And I, I took a lot of heat for it. Sure. I, I don't know, people don't remember what it was like, but liberals and conservatives yeah. were all rallying behind yeah. us. Um, and if you weren't behind the Iraq war, you were some kind of, um, you know, tree hugging, um, peacenik. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, it was a tough time and I lost clients for it, but you know, if I can take some comfort from me, maybe I, I emboldened, uh, in, in some small way, like-minded people, you know, it's, I'm not, the fact that my voice was out there along with however many others there were, maybe, you know, people who felt the same way felt like I'm not. I'm not alone. At least there are, you know, at least I opened up the paper today and saw yeah. something that's uh, anti-Iraq. And so, I mean, that, that was because I was going to ask you, I mean, the two things, again, this this person who you called on in the Q&A audience, the two things he mentioned were comfort and relief. The relief part is clear, right? But the com- comfort part is a little, eh, 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 the comfort is coming from the fact that, like, they're not the only person out there that feels yeah. this way. Yeah, I think that's I think that's that's there's there's especially in that situation yeah. when you're in such a minority um, and the whole country seems to be against you. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, and I just I and and a few other cartoonists and, mm-hmm. and and of course there were some pundits, not not that many. But, you know, at least we could take, you know, at least we gave comfort to uh, to our own side yeah. that, you know, we're not, we're, you know, we're, keep raising our voices and say, we're not, you're not alone. And, you know, I was trying, I'm trying to do that not for that purpose, but to be, to have a point and to be funny about it. Um, but I think it, it I, I, I would concede, I, maybe I would hope, maybe I can hope and pretend that it had that, at least a positive effect in that, in that way, if not preventing uh our invasion of iraq <laughs> i mean I, you know, I think i think it does and i think it, it serves the same purpose that some that the, the just existence of like an all weekly does of, of this when you do when you are out there in the world you know and this might be more of a pre-internet phenomenon but when you are out in the world and don't realize that there are weirdos like you and that there are weird things out there and then all of a sudden you stumble upon you know be it the village voice or be it something more obscure and you open it up and you know um Jules Pfeiffer is in there or Matt Groening is in there and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah there's, there's something, something weird else. And subversive. Absolutely. And, it's, and it's, what a great point pre-internet because now yeah. you can find your tribe, your yeah. people, the people who are like-minded in, in so many ways on the internet. But before that, you know, yeah. you could just feel utterly alone. And so... Um, that was a brilliance of, uh, of Zippy is that like, it was that, but like... Yeah. In the world. I mean, well, I remember to, you, I, I th- the Examiner and Chronicle were our papers growing up, and it was like, you know, all the strips, and then there was just this weird thing. Yeah, there. and it's so significant that it's physical. I mean, it had yeah. to, it has to actually, in the physical world, come your way in order for you to find it. I had to yeah. find Zippy. Um, it wasn't in my newspaper. I had to find where I'd, I found this book, um, Are We Having Fun Yet? Which I think is just a brilliant yeah. it really is a graphic novel yeah and it yeah. was not a collection of his comics yeah. it was uh it was a new new material cover to back um and it was just brilliant and uh, you know i had to f- find it physically this this you know this um uh, this this piece of a weirdness uh that you know you wouldn't exist anywhere I, I, everything i saw was you know more mainstream so you had to seek it out you had to find it 
And, uh, you know, I said, I want to be part of that. I want to, I want to, I want to do put the same message in a bottle and, uh, and see who finds it. And, and be that for somebody maybe. Somebody yeah. Right. Way. Right. There you have it. That was Ruben Bowling. Thanks so much to him for, for taking the time to do that. Uh, Ruben is somebody that we've been trying to get on the show for a while. And this time it is 100% my fault. We were, uh, I feel really awful about this, but we were trying to, this is how long we've been uh, attempting to do this. Um, I was about to, we were about to schedule something last time and San Diego Comic-Con came up, but it was San Diego Comic-Con 2015. Um, so, uh, I, uh, I'm a big fan of his work. I, I have, I have been wanting to talk to him. I've interviewed him for other outlets, but you know, I've been wanting to have him on the show for a while. And I know that he is a listener to the program and, um, asked me if he could be on, which was, which was wonderful. Um, but uh, in, in, a, in a sense, I guess I'm actually kind of glad we ended up doing it when we did it because a uh, lot to talk about politically, a lot, uh, a lot happening out there. Some, some, very, some very interesting perspective from Ruben. Uh, thanks so much, Tim, for taking the time to do that. You can check out Tom the Dancing Bug all over the place. Uh, it's syndicated in, in, uh, in, in all sorts of different locations. Uh, Boing Boing's probably the best or one of the best places to get that uh, check that out it uh, goes up weekly on boingboing.net uh, check them out on twitter it's twitter.com <laughs> you knew that part already slash ruben bowling um, and he's uh, go check out his website he's got uh, a couple of new uh, children's books for you to read as well uh, thanks to him thanks to Brian as always for editing this show together uh, thanks to uh, thanks to you guys for listening if you like the program Please give us feedback over on iTunes. Please, uh, please rate the show. It's been a while since anybody's done that. We, we it, it, it helps. It helps. Um, it helps me drink less. It helps. It helps us to uh, to book future guests for the program if we can show them all the awesome feedback that we have at places over like iTunes. Uh, you can also shoot a little money our way if you do enjoy the program. Consider supporting our Patreon. That uh, will help us to pay for the server costs and help Brian to edit the show together. Uh, if you've got any feedback, it's rylcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Tumblr. That's rylcast.tumblr.com. That is where the show goes up first um, and occasional contextual information as well. Um, you can like us on Facebook. And I think that's about all I got for this week. So stick around because we will be back just about this time next week with another episode of R.A.Y.L. R.A.Y.L.